to our new episode it's e free week so we're going to talk about some of the things that came out of e free first off i want to talk about uh ubisoft's new games that were announced and basically just talk about the whole conference now this will be kind of a discussion talking about both microsoft ubisoft and square enix i'm gonna have a different discussion for um dragon ball uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, actually, because that whole gameplay was something else. So as a recap to the recent events of the E3, I'm going to say that all of the shows so far have been really, really bad. They haven't been something that you could probably look at and say that, wow, this is really good. In fact, it made me miss Sony very much and actually appreciate Sony. Because I'm thinking, like, there was no reason for any of these guys to even have this kind of a show anymore. I mean, Sony knew that they probably couldn't just, you know, announce anything new or anything that would make people go nuts. So they decided to not to come to this uh, whole charade. So instead, Microsoft, Ubisoft, EA, Square Enix, they all take front stage. And I'm hoping that Nintendo actually saves this E3. But, as we saw, Microsoft came out and introduced um, some new games, though they weren't much to begin with. They they showed some new trailers for Gears of War 5 and the new mode, which, honestly, that trailer was terrible. I mean, I'm not watching a music video, I'm watching a game trailer, so it should be like a game, not being treated like some music video, which I didn't like at all. Makes me hate this game even more. Then, of course, we were treated to a new expansion for Forza, and it was Lego. At first, it kind of sounded good, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, why is this even happening? What's the point of this? Of course, Halo Infinite was amazing. I was really hyped for it, but I'm kind of disappointed that they're going to soft reboot the whole thing, because I thought that basically the direction... Uh, the studio was going for was actually not bad. Granted, Halo 5 was really bad in terms of story, but I thought that the direction was new. I wanted something in that way, not to go back to the Halo and, you know, everything that happened with Halo 3. I actually wanted something that could continue the story and see, you know, Chief facing off uh, Cortana, and it would have been really emotional for everyone. Honestly, it would happen, but we're not treated to that. At the same time, Microsoft came out and introduced Xbox Scarlet, which to me seemed a little bit, well, underwhelming, mainly because we had seen the leaks and they already told us so many things about this console. We knew many things uh, that Microsoft said. They even neglected to tell us the name of the console, let alone even show a glimpse of it. Funny thing, 
was that we already know that it's going to be two consoles and not just one console. And honestly, the way I look at this announcement that they did is that they just didn't know what to do to keep fans interested. So they said, okay, let's give them the bare minimum. Because this wasn't something that you could look at and be like, wow, I'm excited for it. I mean, even if Sony did this, I wouldn't be excited because I'd be thinking like, this is things that we already know. Funny thing is that Sony already gave us this kind of information about their console beforehand through tidbits and interviews. However, Microsoft believes that doing this at a conference grants more hype. Unfortunately, Microsoft, it does not because Sony already announced the same things. Now, I heard from a few journalists and developers that they believe PS5 is even stronger than Xbox Scarlet. I'm not sure if that is actually real or just their opinion, because I kept hearing that Xbox is going to beat Sony next generation in terms of raw power. Although so far, they seem pretty even matched, just like this generation. But uh, the problem is, no matter whose console is stronger, it all comes down to the software, the games that complement that hardware. If you remember back then with PS3, PS3 was much more powerful than Xbox, had a much better uh, media, and the problem was that it came too late, and it was much more expensive. However, because of the amazing software that Sony kept putting out, the console started to beat Xbox in terms of sale, and it was a shock for everyone as to how is this even happening. And well, that showed Sony's commitment. With PS4, the same thing happened again. The consoles, in many ways, were the same. Granted, there were differences in RAM, and sometimes, you know, basically the coding system and all that, but Sony kept putting out amazing video games that complement its hardware, whereas Microsoft just started to do many wrong actions, like, I don't know, coming out and saying that, hey, we are going to make you buy video games and not buy used video games. You have to be connected 24-7, blah, blah, blah. Things that essentially killed Microsoft's chances at a great launch. Sony did not, did not do any of them. They were actually prepared to go beyond that and kick their asses. So that's, that's why I think probably Sony won, because first impressions are really, really, really important, in, especially in video games. In movies... They're really important, but they can be redeemed. Video games, not that much. So yeah, um, the whole conference for Microsoft was kind of a letdown. Uh, I actually loved the Elite Controller 2.0. It was really, really cool. Too bad Sony doesn't have any of one of them. But still, I gotta say, the conference was really underwhelming. I expected a lot more from Microsoft, considering that they saw that their main rival wasn't even there I thought that they'd probably come out and introduce some things that they normally wouldn't. But they probably thought that, hey, Sony's not here, so let's go safe. It was really a safe conference. It, was, it wasn't something that you could say that, hey, they went out of the way to showcase everything that they have. On the other hand, we had Ubisoft, which int uh, introduced many events and um, some new games. But again, Ubisoft's whole thing felt a little bit, again, underwhelming as well. But why is that? 
Comparing it to something like Microsoft, Ubisoft came out and introduced two new games. One of them was Rainbow Six Quarantine, a free PvE co-op game. Free players uh, PvE co-op game. But why was this disappointing? Well, first of all, didn't Ubisoft say that the single-player experience for Rainbow Six was dead? We're just seeing them making a PvE now. It's kind of a single-player now because it says player versus enemy. However, I know that it's co-op, but still, it's not PvP. Though, honestly, I'm really worried for this kind of a game because, first of all, I don't know if you have to play all the free characters, you know, co-op. I mean, I don't know if they, like, come out and say that, okay, for example, you're playing the game, you want to experience it, you can play it with AI controlling your, um, you know, uh, comrades or something. Or they would say that, no, it has to be online at all times, which would probably echo what they said about single-player Rainbow being dead. However, at the same time, I'm really worried about how is this going to even work? Because I know that they once made a similar content for Rainbow Six Siege. Didn't play through it, but I know they made one. But I'm wondering that if that was actually so successful that it made them think about making this game. And I feel that this is not going to be a fully-fledged game. I feel like this will be probably just a game that they're designing to say that, hey, we have this. And I think that it will be just like Rainbow Six Siege, a game that starts out terrible and continues to get better and better. Not saying that Rainbow Six Siege is perfect right now, but I'm saying that, yes, it's one of the better shooters out there. At least it's, well, kind of fun, though, again, very toxic. But still, it would seem that their heart is not into this, and I'm not sure how the gameplay would work. I'm actually really interested to see how it is, but we haven't seen anything that shows us... um, as to how it's going to work, is it going to be exactly like the PvP version, Rainbow Six Siege, or no, it will have different mechanics. Though they did say it will complement the um, Rainbow Six Siege, but I'm not sure, honestly. I'm I'm really confused by it. The next game they went out to introduce was Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. At first, I thought that this was a DLC or expansion. Turns out, no, it's a full game. I am really happy that John Burnfall is the villain, that he embodies this villain so well. But I, I I really don't know what the plan is here. I mean, first of all, I didn't see a huge difference from um, the other one, Wildlands. Second of all, Wildlands was a, was a terrible Ghost Recon. Third of all, shouldn't they actually take their time going back to drawing board to see why that game failed miserably? I mean, I know that that game has a big community, people like it, but it wasn't a smashing success. In fact, many games that Ubisoft produces and makes, they need to go back to a drawing board to make them great, such as Assassin's Creed. But they're not doing that. They're just going out of their way to just simply go out and say that, hey, we made another game. Then, Then again, I'm not really excited for Breakpoint. And it seems that you will have AI comrades throughout the game, which is good. AI companions seem like a good choice. 
Another event that they showcased was something for For Honor, which um, introduces a boss, and you and your teammates will go and face that boss. I, I don't have For Honor. I actually think it was free for PlayStation Plus. I'm not sure. If it is, I'll probably download it and play it. If it if it's not, I'm not going to buy it just for an event. At the same time, we saw the new operator for Rainbow Six Siege, which looks really much like a James Bond character. In fact, they actually leaned into it and showcased the trailer with a James Bond style. It, it wasn't bad. It was fun. But I'm thinking, like, is this character really that powerful that with a hand pistol he can actually do this? And is he silent? Is he, like, going to be Kavera but in attack? I'm not sure. If he is, that's really cool. Because Cavera was really, really powerful for the def uh, defense team. And uh, her hand pistol was really powerful. Like, one shot, two shot, you're dead. If he's going to be the same, Warden is going to be the same. But for the attacking team, that would be a great uh, contrast to whatever Cavera's, uh, Cavera is right now. Because then we're going to see them, you know, fighting off. Um, but yeah, that was nice. At the same time, we didn't see anything about the game Honor and Glory, if it was called, I'm not sure, the pirate video game that Ubisoft was trying to make, basing it off of the uh, amazing gameplay for um, ship fighting, um, naval battle for the Assassin's Creed series. We didn't see any of that game, which really bums me out. I mean, I thought it was going to re get released this year, and we're not seeing anything. Another game that, again, we didn't hear anything about was Beyond Good and Evil 2, which, so far, it's been two years since it was introduced. We've seen only two trailers, both of them at E3, and I'm really sad that I'm not seeing any more of this thing. Like, what the hell? You, sh you probably should show something. Come on. I mean, at least tell us the time frame for this game's probable release, because if it's going to be as it's always been... You know, like MIA, and you just gonna tell us that okay, it's happening, but you gotta be like, you know, um, you just gotta wait until something happens. That's that's gonna suck. Uh, anyways, that was for Ubisoft. They also announced Just Dance 20, uh, 2020, but then comes Watch Dogs Legion, a game that leaked, and at first seemed really, really cool, because I was like, wow, you can control all the NPCs in the world? Now I'm watching the game's gameplay, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Doesn't really look good, unfortunately. But why is that? First of all, they never explain how you're able to control these NPCs. At one point in the trailer, you get an idea. You get an idea that there's a chip that these guys have to put in their head. That's how you control them. But I have a problem with that. First of all, if everybody has that chip, do I hack into that chip to control them and get their free will from them? Which means that that sec is no different than the government in that game. Two, if they're willingly giving me control, wouldn't I have to put that chip in their body how am i even going to do that how am i going to control them if you say i'm going to control every npc in the game that means that again i'm getting the free will from them are they going to be cool with it how is it going to even work at the same time i have a problem with that we don't have a protagonist i understand this is going to be a game about revolution and rebellion i don't know legion 
where you have a lot of people, okay, I understand that. But it seems to me that they have selectively chosen some NPCs to stand out, while at the same time, there are some NPCs that have no meaning and they're just there to simply say that, hey, we have every NPC in the game that are controllable. I don't know how it's going to work. And I don't know if in the first, at the, at the first, uh, you know, at the beginning of the game, if we're going to control any character, because if I am, if I have a character that I'm going to control, then that would be my main character. If I'm not, if at the very beginning I'm going to choose an <clears throat> NPC, then it's, it's kind of a weird concept. I mean, good luck to you, Ubisoft. You're going to need it. But I don't know. I'm not super excited for Watch Dogs Legion. Not a lot of people were. I remember in the um, live stream that I was watching it from, People did not have good things to say about this game. They were really, really mad at it. But let's say that um, I, I'm actually hopeful that this game does well. It's going to come out March 6th, 2020. And I'm just hoping that it'll be a good one. Also, Ubisoft announced another game which was called um, Roller Sports or something like that. It was a new kind of a sports game didn't look bad but didn't see gameplay which concerns me although they did say it's available today which again i'm asking why are you not showing any video game uh, gameplay so let's go to ea and bethesda bethesda's conference was horrible they came out and said that fallout 76 is gonna you know get improved we're gonna have a story we're gonna have npcs great news but then they said, we're going to have a Battle Royale, which I was like, why exactly? I mean, the game has a huge map that it's almost barren, no NPCs, no players. What's the point of a Battle Royale in a huge map like that? I mean, th the game is never going to end. They didn't announce mod support or private servers, which is very disappointing, especially for the fans of this god-awful game. Uh, at the same time, they introduced a game for mobile. They showed uh, two new trailers for Doom Eternal, which looked amazing. Freaking amazing. Just going to pre-order it. And they showcased a new trailer for Wolfenstein. Um, what was the name of it? You know, the kids of uh, Blazkowicz. Um, and honestly, that trailer even looked really good. I mean, I can't believe that we're getting another Wolfenstein this soon, but again, this isn't a full game, and it's not even priced as a full game. And uh, I, I'm really hopeful for this one. I mean, Wolfenstein um, Youngblood looks really good. I remembered the name. I just actually Googled it. So Youngblood looks really good. Uh, however, we have another Wolfenstein that's called Cyber Pilot. It's a VR um, game that's coming out in July. So if you like Wolfenstein, you're really in luck. I mean, we're having a lot of Wolfenstein games coming left, out, and right. Um, however, EA's conference was really, really terrible, and Jesus Christ, it, it, it just was awful. At to the point that you know we didn't see any new games. We actually saw them bowing and saying that hey, we are supporting the gay pride community, and I was like. Guys, Sims 4 already does that. Sims 2 even did that. 
Why do you even need DLC to do it? It was really cringy. No Need for Speed, no new games, nothing. I mean, this is mostly stupid stuff. To the point that I'm not even remembering what the hell it was. However, Jedi Fallen Order actually looks good. The uh, lightsaber looks good. However, I did want to see people's, you know, limbs flying off. Didn't see that. Kind of disappointing, but, you know, it's a kiddie game anyway. Apex Legends is getting a new legend for Season 2. You already know that. FIFA Street is kind of back. Not completely. It's called FIFA Volta. It looks kind of like FIFA Street, but it's not FIFA Street. But at least kudos to EA to listening to its fans that they wanted this feature for a long time. And I am happy that they're doing it. There were also some new maps for Battlefield 5. And they said that, you know, um, they were going to, you know, have the Pacific map and, you know, Japan versus USA. And it's kind of exciting that they're actually leaning into this for so much. Um, kind of forgot, but at Microsoft's E3 conference, we saw Keanu Reeves come onto the stage to introduce Cyberpunk. Never read or played Cyberpunk's tabletop game, so I don't know any of the characters that people know, but I'm probably gonna go and, you know, do my best to understand them, because people seem to know everything about the character. But it was amazing to see Keanu Reeves being there. People's reactions were amazing, and... I think that, you know, he deserves all the love that he can get. He's an amazing guy all all the way. He's fantastic. So, yeah, um, Keanu Reeves came and saved the show. Honestly, he really did. Um, now, thinking about um, other stuff that happened, uh, with Square Enix, at least, Final Fantasy VII Remake looks fantastic. And it's going to be exclusive to ps4 this is something that we didn't know because we thought that it will be releasing for um basically xbox one as well however it seems that you know it's not happening it's only for ps4 which makes me really happy at the same time the game will be um releasing on uh third of the march which is again really good news then, uh, Avengers, Avengers game, wow. This is a game that I really want to rant about, but it really, really made me angry. I was thinking, like, what the hell is this? First of all, the design for characters is awful. Sorry, but the proportions of the characters are terrible. Like, why does 4 look like that? He looks like a cardboard box. And the graphics, they look outdated as hell. The way they showed us the trailer, the first trailer, I thought that this was going to be a serious game. I was piped for it. But this, this isn't an Avengers game. This is a stupid game. The graphics don't look good. The design of the characters don't look good. The voice actors are completely out of place. I mean, come on. I love Nolan North and Troy Baker. I love them to death. But this, this isn't what we wanted. This looks like a terrible thing. It looked like a terrible mix between cartoon Avengers and the MCU Avengers. I hated that. I didn't feel like this was a real Avengers. This felt like a stupid Avengers game. And it really infuriated me. 
we didn't see any gameplay, but we heard that, you know, there's going to be five characters that you can play as, which makes me think, like, first of all, where the hell is Hawkeye? Second of all, Marvel Ultimate Alliance gives you a completely original story, which was fantastic in every way. The gameplay was fantastic because it was perfected for X-Men Legends, and you got so many characters which you unlocked through the gameplay and you could play through, and the whole replay value of the game became so much more than what you could expect. The game was astonishing, and I'm really sad that I can't download it from PlayStation anymore, but that game was amazing. Now, for some reason, we're not getting that anymore. We're getting only five characters with characters coming out in a long time. You know, just they keep giving them out. And, you know, what's funny to me is that, you know, this game has a long time of development. And for some reason, they're not going to add the characters to the roster right now. They just want you to wait until the game launches, which disappoints me in the most infuriating of ways. The graphics look terrible. They're not realistic. They're not cartoonish which I expected it to be actually realistic. This story doesn't look like something that I could, you know, go out of my way to be happy about. The, the game just doesn't look good. It really doesn't. It looks like, you know, they tried to have the MCU actors doing it, but then they said no. And now it's... It's really bad. I can't like this game at all. And... I don't know. I feel like this game needs to be um, thrown back to the drawing board so that they can actually make it right. And honestly, I don't feel like this game is actually in development for quite some time. I actually feel like that this is just a recent development. Because at this point, you probably could have shown us a trailer which showed a little bit gameplay. It was only CGI. And even if it was kind of a gameplay type... Don't forget, Anthem did the same thing, and they said that no, it was all CGI. It was fake. I feel like this is the same thing. I hope that Avengers game will be good. Insomniac knocked it out of the park with their Marvel Spider-Man. An amazing blend between kind of cartoonish and realistic graphics, but at least the story was good, the gameplay was amazing, everything about it was good. This doesn't look that way. I really hope they could have found Raven Software somehow and bring them back. They were the best. I don't know. I feel like this is really bad. And I really, really, really hope that they just fix this as fast as possible. Because it doesn't look good and people already don't like it. Anyways, these were my thoughts on so far... Um, uh, you know, basically on what was happening um, in the E3 2019 so far. Of course, I'm going to be talking about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which was uh, introduced in Microsoft's E3 trailer and uh, E3 conference and honestly looks really good. Um, but you got to wait until I uh, record that. But so far, this is what had uh, what happened with the conferences so far. We're actually waiting for um, Nintendo's conference, which is going to happen in... I think it's tomorrow, actually. But this is it. This is what uh, we saw, what we felt, and uh, I hope it was informative to you guys. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe, to share the episode if you liked it, and 
Like I said, we're going to talk about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because Dragon Ball is our domain, of course. <laughs> However, you know, in terms of video games, video games are mainly my uh, domain and everything. But, you know, basically this E3 didn't have anything that I could talk about for a long time. It was just basically saying that it sucked, sucked, sucked. So I prefer not to keep doing that. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us. And don't forget, I just remember this one as well, sorry. Kind of, you know, on the fly. Um, Borderlands is uh, releasing a free DLC until um, July 8th um, for Borderlands 2, The Handsome Collection, which is kind of a prequel to Borderlands 3 video game. So go get that if you are a Borderlands fan and play through it so you can know what the hell is happening there and what's it all about. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys really, really soon.